crushing new laws on things as simple as uh, stopping to have a coffee or sitting in a park caught a lot of people by surprise. Oh yeah, oh boy, this shit banging. Some guy hit a bat in China, and he can't go out at night. Some guy ate a bat in China, and he got no human rights. Someone ate a bat in China in a cave, now you're human slave. Some guy ate a bat in China, so now the pharmaceutical companies get paid. Some bat in China, lock off the whole world, change things, rearrange it. Or so we're told, like the world's under a spell. Beginning of hell, yo, yeah. Any sci-fi movie that's seen. A new world order. Seen it. Decrees cascading Running it. President Trump's pen. Any horror movie that I've been. And the rest of the world now figuring out. Oh boy. Cause things change, rearrange. And get strange. Some guy hit a bat in China. Now I can't get any toilet paper? Yeah. Crushing new laws on things as simple as uh, stopping to have a coffee or to stay home and watch TV. Better stay home. Don't visit the family. Some guy ate a bat in China. So now my girlfriend don't want to give me vagina. Everything's changed, rearranged. A whole world gone strange, yeah. Some guy ate a bat in China. Yeah. Someone from China ate a bat, and now you can't leave your house or go out the back. New South Wales police are patrolling Sydney streets. If you believe that, to understand changing social distancing rules. Then I don't know, bro. Oh, yeah. oh boy, this shit banging. Oh boy, what another one? Big fat shit from the side again. Freestyling with the microphone, beer on my left hand. I'm in lockdown. What are the sounds? A little bit sad. She. Someone ate a bat in China. Can't go and get any toilet paper. She, man. The TV telling me that. Yeah. Police are receiving some backlash for their aggressive approach. That was Some Guy Ate a Bat in China by Gully Squad. What a classic. Let me know in the live stream chat. Is that a classic or what? Gully Squad. He comes to us from Melbourne. Can you believe that? And I'm John LeBond coming to you from beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria, where it is freezing outside. The weather here has been fantastic lately, but today it was freaking, the wind was 60 kilometers an hour is officially what they said. And I think that's pretty true because it was crazy. And then once the sun went down, it got freezing. So it's about officially like two degrees outside, but it feels like you're living in a the Arctic. But I'm inside. It's very warm inside. I'm feeling good. And this is the season finale of the, it's been a while, it's a 10 episode season isn't it it was going to be 12 episodes but it's 10 episodes of the conspiracy no poll review and it is 28 march 
2023. It's officially the 29th of March. We've just ticked over into the morning time. We're in daylight savings, aren't we? And maybe later in the call we'll talk about why do some people think that daylight savings might be a conspiracy? That's what we do here for the Conspiracy No Poll Review. We talk about conspiracy theories, all kinds of theories. And this is the 10th and final episode of the first season of this show. And we've got quite a few people in the live stream chat already. Let's say hello to some of them. Rob Files is in there. Sean Hamer, Unico, Kevin Ali, John Watson, Thirst for Truth. Quite a few people in the live stream chat. Here's what we're going to be doing. I'll read out your live stream comments. I will read some of the threads that are popular on Conspiracy No Poll. And let's enjoy what's been a magnificent season. And just in the last week, I've had more emails from people talking about this show than any other week of the season. Usually I get maybe one or two. This week I've had three or four, just in the last three or four days actually. People saying very lovely things about the show, which I really appreciate. So guys, don't worry. We'll be back for another season or another series sometime soon. But for all of you who have sent through nice emails or nice private messages on Discord or whatever, I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. I do enjoy doing these shows. But if it was just me sitting here talking to nobody, I wouldn't enjoy it as much. But the fact that there are people out there who listen to this, they enjoy it, and then they send me messages to say they like the show, that means a lot to me. So we're celebrating tonight, my friends. I hope you're all in a very celebratory mood. I'm in a very celebratory mood myself, actually. The season finale of the Conspiracy No Poll Review. And what a season we have had, folks. Let's go and take a look at this. Let's go to the Conspiracy No Poll subreddit. By the way, for those of you listening to the MP3, I'll try to describe all of the information that's on the screen. For those of you listening to the audio because you uh, can't see what's on the screen. Here's what we've talked about so far in this season. Episode 1. Why does everybody want me to watch the TV? Somebody posted a thread on Conspiracy Nopal saying that they left behind the TV. And then what they noticed was that all of their, or some of their friends and family were basically pressuring them to rejoin the television cult. And it is a little bit of a cult, isn't it? Let's be honest. These people get all the information, all their ideas, all their talking points from this little black monolith that's in their living rooms, their lounge rooms, their bedrooms, what have you. It tells them what to think, what to care about. Even many so-called truthers, they still follow the monolith. And this person was saying, how come everybody wants me to watch TV? That was episode one. That was nine weeks ago. Can you believe that? Episode two, how often do you drop your fringe takes on the normies? That is... How often do you share some of your more conspiratorial opinions with regular people? And this is one area where I think there's a lot of divergence. There's many different opinions in our corner of the internet. Some people say, oh, you should should always say what you really think and you should never hide your opinions. Just be who you are. Speak the truth and over time you'll attract the people who you're meant to attract. And, And the people who don't like what you're saying, well... It's good to get rid of them, you know? That's what they say, some people. Other people say, oh, no, don't ever talk about any of this stuff with the regular people because they're not ready. You should never talk about some of the more esoteric or occult ideas with the regular people. There's no benefit and there's many potential downsides, so don't do it. So those are the two extremes of the spectrum, and most people fall somewhere 
in between the two. So we spoke about for that for episode number two. So episode number three was celebrity conspiracies, folks. Celebrity conspiracies. And that was one of the most popular episodes of the whole season. In fact, it might have been the most popular episode. I can check the stats later, but I think it was... It was at least top three, but I think it was possibly the most popular episode. People love conspiracy about celebrities. Ooh, Michael Jackson. For, for example, one example. Michael Jackson. Did they bump him off because he was speaking too much truth about the certain people? And that's what some people wonder. Did he even really die? Maybe it was a fake... Maybe he faked his death, some people think. Michael Jackson, and that's just one example. There's many. These celebrities, Katy Perry. Was Katy Perry really John Benet Ramsey? My crazy truth uncle, Dave J. He believes that John Benet Ramsey is Katy Perry and vice versa. I know it sounds crazy, but you've got to look into these things before you can write them off entirely. So it was episode number three, Celebrity Conspiracies. Episode number four was, what's going on with this alien thing? Do you remember back in... Was it January or early February? There was all those, those UFOs being shot down by the US, supposedly. Do you remember that? That was only a month or two ago, folks. Time flies, man. So much is happening. Episode number five was... What conspiracy theory is a bridge too far for you? In other words, which theories do you think might be going a little bit too far? Maybe just a little bit too far. And I've got my own answer to that question, which we're going to come back and talk about later in the episode because I don't want to say I've got a bee in my bonnet, but I do have a little bit of a concern. Can we put it that way? I think some people, there's one particular theory that's very popular right now. And I think there's some people who, just my personal opinion, I think they're going a little bit too far with this stuff. So we'll come back and talk about that later on in this episode. Episode number six was the conspiracy of the 15-minute city conspiracy. Do you remember this? About a month or two ago, all of a sudden, everybody in the truth part of the internet, or what I call the alternative conspiracy truth, ACT, corner of the internet, all of a sudden, everyone's talking about these 15-minute cities. Why is everyone talking about the same topic at the same time when there's no apparent direct connection to them? So if, if, there's a, if there's a school shooting or there's some other event, fair enough, people are talking about it. But 15-minute cities, that didn't just suddenly happen. So how come all, the pe- all of a sudden people are just talking about it? I was very suspicious about it. Well, somebody else also was a bit suspicious about it. They made a threat about that. So we spoke about that for episode number five. Episode number six, that was episode number six, I should say. Episode number seven, ghosts. Do you believe in ghosts? Now, check this out. I saw this uh, study. Now, of course, any study could be real, could be fake, you never know, but there was a study that was done. Again, it could be real, could be fake, looking at what proportion of people believe in this theory or this theory or whatever. And when it came to ghosts, Bulgaria was either number one or number two in all of Europe. Now, we're talking about 20 or 30 countries were involved in this study. And the country that I live in right now, beautiful Bulgaria, was either number one or number two in terms of the number of people who believe in ghosts. And what I didn't realize 
was how many of you guys believe in ghosts? Because for those of you who were there for that episode, you might recall most of the live stream chat seemed to believe in ghosts. They were sharing their ghost stories. I was a little bit surprised by it, but it all makes sense now in retrospect. At the time, I was a bit surprised by that. Do you believe in ghosts? I'm not here to say that ghosts are a hoax. It's possible. Then again, maybe there are. Maybe there's a ghost with me right now in this very two-bedroom, two-floor apartment in beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. Maybe there's a ghost with me right now. You know, episode number eight. What is your opinion of the military and the people who join? Which, by the way, I've got a strange update for you about that. One of the recruitment advertisements that we analysed in that episode has since. And that was from the uh, the US government, the US military or whatever the official uh, body is called one of the advertisements that we looked at for the episode has since been removed or set to private by their by their people by the government the military whatever they set that ad to private now why would they do that did they set it to private because John LeBon brought too much attention to it Mm, I doubt it so what other explanation could there be we might come back and talk about that And then episode number nine last week, the disappearance of MH370. And we spoke more broadly about some of these stories of planes disappearing. So we've spoken about quite a lot of different topics. What was your favorite topic? Let me know in the live stream chat. What was your favorite episode of the season so far? Boy, we've spoken about a lot of things. So I'm going to go and check out the live stream chat. I'll read out your comments. And tonight we're going to sit here and just celebrate... Another successful season of these live stream shows. And this was the first official season of what I think and I hope will become a more regular thing. This Conspiracy No Poll review. And of course, if you're new here, there is a subreddit called Conspiracy No Poll. Conspiracy, N-O-P-O-L. It's a conspiracy subreddit, but without the blue versus red, Biden, Trump, Hillary, Bush, all this stuff, I really don't uh, care for this. Not my cup of tea, as I would say. So a, th- a subreddit with all the good conspiracy stuff, but without all this uh, blue versus red nonsense that I think is, uh, at best, a distraction. At best. That's my personal opinion. You might have a different opinion. Let me know in the live stream chat right now. So let's go and take a look at one of my favorite clips. In fact, probably from 9-11, my favorite clip, and from all events, top three, Let's take a look at this. So imagine this. You wake up on a Tuesday morning and you turn on the news on your radio or your TV and you hear that there's been a terrorist attack on New York, on the financial headquarters, the epicenter of finance and big business in all of the US and by extension the Western world, there's been an attack. Some idiot, some damn fool or fools, has decided to fly a plane into a building. Goodness gracious me, what on earth? So then there was a witness. And what did the witness see? Let's take a listen to this. Uh, We want to bring in Mark Walsh, who's a a, a freelancer for Fox. You live just a few blocks away and witnessed... Dude, I I I live on the 43rd floor of a building, which is five blocks from the World Trade Center itself. I witnessed the entire thing from beginning to end. People talk about how it looked like a movie. I know when I came walking down here early this morning and saw both towers on fire and people on every street corner, it was was like a movie, but you watched the planes hit the towers. I was watching with my roommate. It was uh, approximately several minutes after the first plane had hit. 
I saw this plane come out of nowhere and just ream right into the side of the Twin Tower, exploding through the other side. And then I witnessed both towers collapse, one first and then the second, mostly due to structural failure because the fire was just too intense. Uh, obviously, there were there were a lot of people inside the buildings at the time. Two guys uh, from the 7th Precinct, uh, the 1st Precinct, the fire department right here, the 7th truck, they, those guys are all right there at, at ground zero when those things went down. And God bless. I know there's a lot of guys there that were around there, and hopefully they made it out. What was happening around you and the streets around you as this was pandemonium? Absolute pandemonium. From my viewpoint, up 43 floors, I could see people running like ants, just absolutely scurrying for their lives. Billows of smoke coming through the streets, just walking down the street, just pushing everybody back. And then several minutes after, it looked like it had just snowed over the entire area. Yeah, the, the, the debris, the soot was thick on the street. You, there's still a, a dusting of it out here. Uh, but but when, I, when I was standing here and, and the towers collapsed, we, we saw police officers running for their lives, screaming, get back, get back, get back. And I'll tell you, that's a wake-up call when you see cops running for their lives. And people, too, women's pushing baby carriages, that sort of thing. Well, you had the first tower first. That one, When that first went down, it just pushed everybody back. And it was a good 15 minutes before the second tower finally right. collapsed. Yeah. And it was just overwhelming. And by that point, it was just insane. By that point, it was just insane. September 11, 2001. That was 20... Almost 22 years ago, folks. Can you believe that? What were you doing back on September 11, 2001? Let me know in the live stream chat. I'll read out your comments. I can tell you what I was doing. I was going to school. I was in year eight. I was about 14 when this happened. And originally, they, at the time, what they were saying was, and I'm very confident about this, so I can't prove it to you, but this is my memory. I'm very confident about it. At the time, they weren't saying 3,000. They were saying... It could be 10,000, 20,000. Because at the time they hadn't, you know, gone through the debris and the rubble and uh, all of the areas where there could be, you know, sadly uh, dead bodies and what have you. So what they were saying was, oh, this, there could be 10,000, 20,000 dead people. We don't know, you know. And then later on they revised their estimate to about 3,000 people. And of course, we have to say this, my heart goes out to the families of this horrible event which was of course 100% real my heart goes out to the families and they were saying about 3,000 by the end of it but originally it was like could be 10,000 could be 20,000 you never know and it was big news wasn't it very big news it took a I think it took a couple of days before they were like oh it was definitely in summer it might have been a day or two can't really remember exactly how long it took for Osama to be the boogeyman not too sure but when the the event originally happened, it was just this um you know shock. It was shock. It was uh, you know massive anxiety for for all people because what they were suggesting was oh this this could be the start. They've got cells, you see. These uh, terrorists, they've got cells everywhere, and there could be cells who are like cells is in like C E L S. They've got terrorist cells, networks in our countries as well. And are they about to go live? So people were, a lot of people were concerned that this was just the beginning of a, of a wave of terrorist attacks throughout the Western world. That was the first couple of days. And like I said, it, eventually it died down. So let's go and take a look at the live stream chat. What are the people saying? Let's find out right now. Got about 40 people watching live from all around the world. YouTube says that the reporter, in that clip that we just looked at, should have asked him who he thinks did it. 
That's a good point, YouTube. If they said to Harley Guy, listen, bro, you seem to know a lot about this thing. Just cut to the chase. Who did it? Would Harley Guy have been like, Osama Bin Laden? It was, it was OBL. Done and dusted. Open and shut case. Tina Marie says, oh man, I missed the Harley Guy. Well, you can't get enough of the Harley Guy, Tina Marie. This guy, he's like a crack detective. He knows exactly what's going on. Down. Uh, we want to bring in Mark Walsh, who's a, a freelancer for Fox. You live just a few blocks away and witnessed. Dude, I, was, I, was, I live on the 43rd floor of a building, which is five blocks from the World Trade Center itself. I witnessed the entire thing from beginning to end. I witnessed the entire thing from beginning to end. People talk about how it looked like a movie. I know when I came down here and saw the tower was on fire, it, it looked like a movie, but you saw... People talk about how it looked like a movie. I know when I came walking down here early this morning and saw both towers on fire and people on every street corner, it was, it was, it was like a movie, but you watched the planes hit the towers. I was watching my roommate. It was approximately a few minutes after the first plane had hit. I saw this plane come out of nowhere and ream into the side of the Twin Towers, exploding through the other side. I was watching with my roommate. It was approximately several minutes after the first plane had hit. I saw this plane come out of nowhere and just ream right into the side of the Twin Tower, exploding through the other side. And then I witnessed both towers collapse. One first and then the second. Mostly due to structural failure because the fire was just too intense. And then I witnessed both towers collapse. One first and then the second. Mostly due to structural failure because the fire was just too intense. Oh, yeah. Now, I did have this clip lined up. I don't know a clip. It's a photo, actually. For those of you listening to the MP3, I'll describe this to you. There's a man, and he's wearing a... Some kind of white... He's wearing a white... Uniform is not the right word. Um, equipment. He's wearing some white equipment. The pants and the jacket and a big case on his back. And a case has a, an American flag and a NASA symbol. And he's standing on what looks like grey dirt or grey terrain you might say and he's right in front of this big contraption must be oh I'd say about six meters five or six meters tall appears to be made of aluminium foil appears to be made of mm, curtain rods or like a broom you know like a broomstick broomsticks got some sticky tape going on as well some sticky tape action Hmm, this big kind of looks like a a grade six group project. Well, they've got a bunch of grade sixes, a bunch of 11 and 12 year olds to put together this contraption. Paper, cardboard, aluminium foil, sticky tape, curtain rods. And it's sitting atop grey terrain. In the background is just a black sky. Not a single star or planet to be seen. Now, what on earth is this image? Well, this is the lunar module, isn't it? This is the lunar module from the Apollo mission to the moon. This is where people lived. People were transported to the moon and transported back home in this contraption, weren't they? For the Apollo mission. Apollo 11, I think, was the first one to land on the moon. One of my favourite images, which you can still... This is... Well, this one's from Wikimedia. But they got this image from NASA. You can still find this image on NASA. Full, high-resolution image, okay? Very uh, detailed image. This is not hidden. This is not some secret. This is the real deal. This is the official story of the object that they went and 
stayed up. They hung out of the moon for a little bit. They hung out of the moon and one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Yes, indeed. But if you didn't know better, folks, I know some of you are listening, so you can't see, but for those of you who are watching this, if you didn't know better, if you didn't know better, would you think that this was cardboard and curtain rods and even a bit of sticky tape? Some sticky tape action. Goodness gracious me. And of course, most of your friends and family, for most of you, this is certainly the case for me and for most of you as well, I'm sure, they believe this thing really went to the moon. Can you believe that? What are the people talking about in the live stream chat? Let's go and take a look. Yeah, yeah, boy. Rocco Calzone says, great acting from our friend, the Harley guy, who witnessed the entire thing from beginning to end. John Watson says that this witness was never seen again. Is that true? I don't know. There was a theory, John, about this Harley guy appearing in a different news story under a different name later on. I don't know if that's... I don't know how much evidence there was to support that theory, but some people do think the Harley guy came back. Me personally, I, I don't know. That would be strange, though, if he was the man on the ground, saw the entire thing from beginning to end and then after 9-11 never heard from him again that would be strange wouldn't it that would be strange Nathan Oakley 1980 says they just demolished them and made a made for TV movie I agree May's painting says Harley Boy was identified as a character on the Howard Stern radio show is that true May's painting I didn't know that so you're saying that Howard Stern was calling Harley Guy uh, an actor. Is that is that the case? I didn't know that. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Scotty Smith says, I was in prison. So I asked the question, what were you doing on September 11? And Scotty Smith from Livestream Chat says he was in prison at the time. Well, that's fair enough. I'm not here to judge. John Watson says he was drinking the night before 9-11. Well, I think it was a Monday night. Was Because it? it was a Tuesday morning, wasn't it? I think 9-11 was a Tuesday morning. Could be mistaken. YouTube says that he was at work and he was told a missile hit a skyscraper. Then 10 minutes later, let me just scroll up. This, this happens every time. There's too many comments. Let me just try and keep track here. Then 10 minutes later, it changed to a plane and remained forever so. Hmm, interesting. Lots of different comments in the live stream chat. Let's go and take a look at this conspiracy. No poll subreddit. What are the most popular topics trending at the moment somebody posted a thread five hours ago called musicians send body doubles to play for them let's take a look at this thread once again this is the conspiracy no poll subreddit if you haven't checked it out i recommend that you do some people are like oh reddit is full of lefties and oh, i understand i know trust me i know but not all subreddits are the same this one i think is terrific some would say the best some would say that they might be biased, but that's what they'd say. They'd say, this is the best. So, Corrignay in the Conspiracy No Poll subreddit says, I work in the music industry, and I am specifically talking about DJs. Since I book them, and that is my experience, I'm extremely confident that many of these giant artists are sending body doubles to play their smaller shows. I have multiple instances of this. Firstly, Marshmallow with a capital M. But that one is obvious. 
Well, I don't know who DJ Marshmallow is. I'm a bit older, folks. I'm 35 years old, you see, and this year I turned 36, actually. So I might be a bit out of the loop with who are the popular DJs these days. Apparently, there's a DJ Marshmallow. And this individual, Corignea, on the conspiracy subreddit, the conspiracy no poll subreddit, is saying that he thinks that DJ Marshmallow is using body doubles. He says that any DJ that wears a mask or conceals their face will have the opportunity to send a body double, and it would be very easy to do so. I bet that guy sold his brand for hundreds of millions of dollars a long time ago and dipped. Good for him, though. Now, then this guy mentioned some other examples, and I don't know these people either. Cascade, K-A-S-K-A-D-E. He said this person uses a body double. Iman Beck, I-M-A-N-B-E-K. The dude wore a mask. Maybe he was just having an off night, but I think he was having a body double, is what this person is writing. Very interesting example. I'm very open-minded, folks. I'm open-minded. Maybe these celebrities do have body doubles. It would make sense, wouldn't it? It makes sense. Yeah, I'm not too sure, either way. So that is currently the most trending topic on Conspiracy No Poll. In position number two for this week is, what's the real deal with TikTok and these hearings? Now, you know what? I am tempted to find out. What is the official story here? Apparently, TikTok, they're one of their honchos, maybe not the CEO, but somebody very important, had to front a hearing about TikTok. Let's take a look at this. If I go to YouTube and type in TikTok hearing, let's just take a look at this. We get a few news stories. Let's play this one from Channel 9 Australia from four days ago. It's called TikTok CEO grilled over apps linked to China in U.S. Congress hearing. Let's take a look. U.S. lawmakers are this morning grilling TikTok CEO in a high stakes hearing about the safety and security of the popular social media app. U.S. correspondent Jonathan Kersley is following the hearing. Jono, his testimony comes at a crucial time for the company. Oh, this is a huge moment for TikTok here in the United States, Carl, because the Biden administration has effectively said to ByteDance, the Chinese parent company of TikTok, that they should sell it or it could be banned here in the United States altogether. Already the app has been banned on US government devices, as it has on government devices right around the world, including this morning the United Kingdom. Today we have had ByteDance's CEO, Xiaochu, fronting a mammoth grilling in front of a cr- congressional committee. It is now entering its fifth hour as Congress people raise largely national security concerns. They argue that because TikTok is a Chinese-based parent company, that effectively the Chinese government could ask for any sort of data from ByteDance and in turn TikTok, effectively saying that this app is a spy in the pocket of Americans. Here's one exchange involving TikTok CEO. Congressman, I have seen no evidence that the Chinese government has access to that data. They have never asked us. We have not provided. Well, you know what? I, asked find that, I find that actually preposterous. Xiao Chu. This is very interesting to me because they're using uh, this guy Xiao Chu, who speaks very good English, very fluent English, but he, has a, he still has a discernible Chinese accent. So this Xiao Chu guy who's fronting this hearing regarding uh, TikTok, he is the TikTok spokesman, right? Now, he's a good-looking dude. Like I said, he speaks good English, well-dressed with a suit, the whole rest. You get the idea, but he has a discernible Chinese accent and a very obvious Chinese name, and he's the front man. If you didn't know better, you'd almost wonder if he'd been put there to be 
the boogeyman in this case. Just listen to this guy one more time. Government has access. Congressman, I have seen no evidence that the Chinese government has access to that data. They have never asked us. We have not provided. Well, you know what? I've I, asked find that that, I find that actually preposterous. Let's listen one more time. So what he's saying is, now this is the, the spokesman, the, the, front, the front man for this TikTok operation in America. And he's saying, listen, I've, I'm not getting, I haven't been asked. The Chinese government haven't asked me or asked my company for, for the user data. And we haven't provided any. So, and then the lady cuts him off and says, I find that preposterous. I have seen no evidence that the Chinese government has access to that data. They have never asked us. We have not provided. Well, you know what? I've I, asked find that that, I find that actually preposterous. Xiao Chu mm. has effectively said it is hypothetical as to whether there are any national security concerns at all. He says he has seen no evidence of that whatsoever. Uh, but this wasn't just about national security concerns, Cal. They also went into other issues around youth mental health and violence too. One congresswoman showed this video that was a TikTok posted online uh, around about seven weeks or so ago. Uh, she says was a threat against the committee, asking why TikTok hasn't pulled it down. The question after all of this, Carl, once this hearing is done and dusted, is time running out for TikTok here in the United States? TikTok. Oh, that's very clever. Is time running out for TikTok? Very clever. Credit where it's due. Very clever. Yes. What do you guys think about this? Now, Guys, I'm here to judge you. I promise. I'm not going to judge you if you answer yes to this question. But let me know in the live stream chat. Do you have TikTok on your phone? Be honest. Be honest, folks. I'm not here to judge. Do you have TikTok on your phone? Be honest. Because I recently discovered that my truth uncle, Ab the Fakeologist, he has TikTok. And he loves it. He's got all these truthers he likes to follow. He says that, like the way he explains it is that the way that YouTube used to be back in 2014, 15, that's how TikTok is today. Relatively uncensored, full of people sharing truthful ideas and information, and most of them not being kiboshed for it. That's how YouTube used to be. And what my crazy truth uncle Ab says is that that's why he's on TikTok now. Now, my truth uncle Ab He's like 57 years old or something. He's a boomer. He's basically a boomer. And this guy is spending God knows how many hours every day scrolling through his socials. And one of them is TikTok. So if even the boom, if even the truth of boomers are on TikTok, this leads me to suspect that most people in this scene are on TikTok. So be honest. Like I said, I'm not going to judge. Do use TikTok. Let me know in the live stream chat. Let's go and take a look right now. Yeah, yeah, boy. John Watson says that his wife is never off it. She's never off TikTok. That is very interesting, John Watson. What kind of TikToks is she watching? Like, is she watching uh, cooking channels or makeup channels or exercise channels or like pranks or funny sketches or what? What's her? What kind of? Um, uh, you know, videos are these people watching? What kind of? Like, what? What is popular? I don't know, but I could guess. I'm guessing it is, you know, something from that. That's what most people are watching. But what I understand is that TikTok, because I did install it like a year ago, maybe 18 months ago, I installed it. And after 10 minutes, I uninstalled it. But I just wanted to see how it works. And I got the impression that one of the main selling points of TikTok is that as soon as one video finishes, the next one starts. So it's basically a, a non-stop stream of entertainment, short bites of entertainment, just one after another. 
And I could see, oh, yeah, this, this would be addictive. This could be addictive for sure. So that's how it was a year or 18 months ago. I'm guessing it's pretty much the same now, if not worse. People just watch a video, 10 seconds, 60 seconds, five minutes, whatever the case is. And then before they've had time to even think about what they've just consumed, bang, next video. Here's how it seems to me. So Melon Cholly, she says that she does not have TikTok. Unico says I do. So Unico, again, no one's here to judge you. What kind of channels are you subscribed to? What are your favorite TikTok people? And what do they talk about? Let us know. Maddie 33 says, wasn't there someone who said it was a bomb and they cut straight away? He might be talking about 9-11. I'm not too sure. Jaybird JB says, no, my gut says no. And I usually trust my gut. He might be talking about whether or not he chose to get a TikTok on his phone. Quite a few different comments here. YouTube says government is sending everyone on alert on April 23. So yeah, they have all of our numbers. Somebody's talking about the movie The Ring, which I have to confess I have not seen. So guys, keep those live stream comments and questions coming through. I'll read them out as we go. This is, of course, the season finale, guys. What a, what a crazy... It's just gone so fast, hasn't it? Ten episodes gone very fast indeed. What else are they saying about this TikTok thing? Let's go and take a look at NBC News. What are these people saying? One important area of concern I have regarding data collection is geolocation data and how it can be abused. I've seen it abused. I have seen women die because it has been abused. This subject has dangerous implications. What the hell? So this Mrs. Dingell... D-I-N-G-E-L-L. She's part of this hearing. Apparent, oh, guys, I'm just seeing this for the first time. So I don't pretend to, any, to know any more than you do. I'm just describing what's on the screen for those of you who listen to this on MP3. There's a what I believe is a politician. And she's named Mrs. Dingell or Dingell. And she's at this hearing. And she's grilling the TikTok person. And she's claiming that she knows people who've died... From the geolocation data of TikTok. What the hell? Hi, because what is this nonsense? Hold on. I'm just rewinding. Give me a second here, folks. One important area of concern I have regarding data collection is geolocation data and how it can be abused. I've seen it abused. I have seen women die because it has been abused. You've seen women die from geolocation data on TikTok. What the hell are you talking about, man? What? One important area of concern I have regarding data collection is geolocation data and how it can be abused. I've seen it abused. I have seen women die because it has been abused. Man, I wish my crazy truth Uncle Dave J was sitting next to her. So he could explain right now. Listen here, Mrs. Dingell. Nobody died, nobody got hurt from some bullshit TikTok geolocation. And if you say otherwise, then you are in fact a liar and a spiritual murderer. And I will pin that to your soul and then Mrs. Dinge will be like oh no I know somebody and then Dave J will be like Nate write down a list for me then write down a list of the people who've died and I will be your second witness if you want to bear witness to death I will be your second witness and I will pin that to your soul this subject has dangerous implications for survivors of domestic violence people seeking medical care 
and protecting children from potential predators. Mr. Chu, in your testimony, you wrote that current versions of the app do not collect precise or approximate GPS information from U.S. users. Yes or no answers, please. Mr. Chu, have any prior versions of TikTok's app collected precise GPS information from U.S. users? Yes or no? Yes, from back in 2020, about three years ago. Are there currently TikTok users who still hold old versions of the app that collect precise GPS information from U.S. users? Yes or no? That could be, but that's a small percentage. Still dangerous. Has TikTok had- that's a fair answer. So that's a fair question and a fair answer. She's saying, well, do you, does your app collect precise geolocation data? And he's like, no. A few years ago, yes, but not these days. And she's like, okay, then how about the previous versions? Do some people still have the previous versions? And his answer is, yeah, maybe some, but it's a minority. Fair question, fair answer, I would say. Anytime fed precise GPS... In- By the way, guys, I'm not taking a side on this. I don't have TikTok. I'm, I don't like or dislike TikTok. It is what it is. If, if you have TikTok and you enjoy it, great. No problem. If you... Some of you listening or watching right now around the world probably spend... 30 minutes, 60 minutes, two hours a day scrolling your socials, including TikTok. If you're happy, what's the problem as far as I'm concerned? I don't use TikTok, but I use other, I waste my time in other ways. So I'm not going to judge you. So I'm not for or against TikTok. I'm just going through this situation, this uh, evidence bit by bit. At the moment, I'm, I'm not taking any sides here. Information collected from US users into algorithms to serve user ads. She can't even read the word algorithms. Collected from U.S. users into algorithms to serve user ads. Yes or no? I will need to check on the details because we do not currently collect that. So uh, I, I need to check on the details. Yeah, I'm sure there's a yes there. But as TikTok... Had I'm on Mr. Xiao Chu's side so far. Anytime fed precise GPS information... Oh my God, JLB is a paid... Chinese shoe. He's taken the side of TikTok. ...collected from U.S. He's a Chinese Freemason Jesuit Jewish shill. ...users into a logarithm. I knew it. I always knew this Shelby was bad news, man. No, I'm happy. Talk today to make inferences about users. Yes or no? I'm not sure of the specific. I like it how he hasn't said yes or no to a single one of her questions. That's... I like that. I'm on this guy's side. I'd like answers, yes or no, after this. Has TikTok at any time sold precise GPS information collected from U.S. users? Yes or no? We do not sell data to data brokers. If that's- See, but now I'm starting to have second thoughts. Have they intentionally framed this so that any sensible person would take Xiao Chu's side? Because so far, based on this interaction, I think any sane person would take this guy's side. But have they set this up? to make him seem like the sensible one and the questioners seem like the freaking idiots. Have we been... See, I'm always sceptical here. I'm always sceptical, like, they're making him seem like the sensible one. Maybe it's all part of the show, folks. The question. That, and you've never done that? I don't believe so. Has TikTok at any time sold or shared with third parties it, it, or a logarithmic inferences that were made using in part or in whole precise GPS information collected from US Man, users. Boring. Yes or no? Uh, Congressman, I need to check on these specifics. What I can tell you is right now we do not collect uh, 
Crusader's GPS. You know, this, I just realised who this guy reminds me of. You know that guy who has a channel? He's like this... What does he call himself? Lead tech. You know that guy has a YouTube channel and he says that he was a lead tech at Google and some other big... Was it Facebook and Google? I'm not sure. Do you know the guy I'm talking about? There's some guy who has a channel and he's like... Okay, I shouldn't have used the word autistic because that has different connotations, but he's a bit of a strange guy, right? And this guy reminds me of him. He's just matter-of-fact to the point and so far I'm much more impressed with this guy than I'm call, from now I'm calling this guy lead tech Mr. Shao Chu the lead tech this uh, lady I, I think she's just this location data in I don't know if she's in reading any questions right. does TikTok still use inferences that were made using in part or in whole precise GPS Who cares, man? collected from what are you US talking users? about I'm, I'm sorry would you repeat that now he's just trolling you at this point. He heard the question. He's like, "Go on." You couldn't. You could barely ask the question the first time. Try again. Does TikTok still use inferences that you've gained that were made using, in part, inner whole, precise GPS information collected from U.S. users in your algorithm? That will be a very technical question. I will have to check and get back to you. Has TikTok at any time provided the Chinese government? That's a pretty cool answer. That would be a very technical question that I have to double check and get back to you. Maybe from now on, that'll be my go-to response. If someone asks me a question, I'll be like, that'll be a very typical question that I'll have to get back to you. With either precise GSP information collected from U.S. users or inferences made from that data. That I can give you a straight no. Mr. Chu, even, even when he gives her a yes or no answer, he still doesn't give it to her as a yes or a no. He's like, that one I can give you a straight answer. No. So she's like... Give me a yes or a no, yes or a no. And then he's like, I can give you a straight answer. No. That what I can give you a straight answer. The information collected from U.S. users or inferences made from that data. That I can give you a straight answer. No. I've got to tell you guys, this guy has won me over. And I promise you, I've never seen... This thing that we're watching right now, I've never seen it before tonight. As in, like, I've never seen it before watching this with you guys right now. So this is not some setup that I did. This was just a second uh, result when I went to try and find this on YouTube. This guy, this Xiao Chu guy, I'm on his side. In fact, look, I don't want TikTok on my phone, but I'm tempted to download the app and become a TikTok addict just because I'm on Xiao Chu's side. Mr. Chu, even in Congress, even if Congress were to ban TikTok, I'm concerned that China or others would still have access to U.S. consumer China. data by purchasing, China. purchasing it through data brokers. China. Will you China. commit not to China. sell any China. of TikTok's China. data Today, data brokers now or in the China. future. We do not do that. We do not sell data to data brokers now. Uh, Will you come? So yeah, so this uh, TikTok CEO Xiao Chu was questioned by Debbie Dingell, a Democrat from Michigan, about the app's use and collection of precise geolocation. Who cares about this geolocation? What's? Oh, well, that's right. Because she claims she knows people who died, didn't she? Let's go back to that. I have seen women die. No, listen here, uh, Mrs. Dingell. You write me a list. You want to testify that you know people who died from this. You write me a list, and I will be your second witness, and I will pin that to your soul. Do you want to claim that you know people who died from this? You want that to be your testimony? Fine. I'll be your second witness. Write a list. Because I think you're making this up, man. I think you are making this up. Let's go and take a look at the live stream chat. Yeah, yeah, boy. Giggy Abby Lynn is in the house. 
And she says, I can't stand Mrs. Dinjul based on her choice of necklace. Ah, oh, Gigi Abilin, you're breaking my heart. Let's go and take a look at this. What's wrong with her pearl necklace? Is it pearls? Is that maybe pearls, I think? What's... What? What's wrong with that? Gigi Abilin. I've got no problem with people judging each other for their uh, choice of clothing and jewellery. But you tell me, what is wrong with this? Is it a pearl necklace is out of fashion, are they, Gigi Abilin? Is that... How about her scarf? Do you like her scarf? She's got the blue, pink, orange grey thing going on does her scarf pass your smell test how about her glasses on her head how about the rest of her wardrobe see I'm not guys I'm not into fashion what do I, what do I know about fashion nothing practically nothing so maybe this is a bad necklace uh, choice maybe Gigi Abilene can tell us more what is wrong with this necklace let's go and take a look at the rest of the live stream chat comments for this here Conspiracy No Poll Review, episode number 10, season finale. Now, some of you are thinking, JLB, didn't you say you're going to do 12 episodes? And the answer is yes, I did say that. That was my plan. But you see, there's been some controversy over the past week. There's been some big news in this corner of the internet that some of you have already heard about, some of you haven't. We'll talk about that later in the show. But let's just say that Discord put the kibosh on me, Jerry. Discord put the kibosh on me. There I am, just minding my own business. In fact, I was sitting here. I was just sitting here. What was I even doing? I can't remember. I don't know what I was doing. But I got this email. And so the little tab of my uh, Firefox has like a little one. So I click on my, fire, on my um, Gmail tab. And there's an email from Discord. And the email says... You, John LeBon, we've put the kibosh on you, and you're no longer welcome here. And I was like, well, I, I did see... I'll be honest, I did see this coming. In fact, I'm surprised they let me stay as long as they did. Almost five years, they let me stay. But they put the kibosh on me, and so anyway, I managed to solve all of this with a little help from my friends, and I got back to the John LeBon server and all the rest of it, but it turned out, get this, they didn't just kibosh my personal account... They kiboshed the entire uh, Conspiracy No Poll Discord. So we're talking a Discord with, what, 200 people, 300 people, something like that? Gone. Kiboshed. Kiboshed by Discord. And this happened maybe, I want to say, four days ago, something like that. So I thought, well, you know what? That, the timing is right now. The timing is right to end the season. If this was episode number 9 or 11, I'd say, let's do one more episode. I like even numbers. But since it's episode 10, and that's your one and your zero, as my crazy truth uncle Dave J would say, he'd be like, that's your one and your zero. And then your one and your twos go into a dark room for three days, come out with your ones and your twos, that'll prove your threes and your sixes and your temple of doom, blah, blah, blah. The one and the zero, I think, is a good time to end it. So, Gigi Abby Lynn, let's go and see if she's replied to my comments in the live stream chat. What is wrong with the pearl necklace? Let's go and take a look. Gigi Abby Lynn, what do you have to say for yourself? She says, the double pearls are an interesting choice with the loud scarf. And then she puts a little um, emoticon with a little kiss love heart face. I always hated pearl necklaces. Personal fashion intuition here. And then Rob Files makes a very inappropriate comment, Rob, about JLB. I'm not going to read that one out. Zintrax says that she sounds like a not very nice lady, this uh, Mrs. Dingle lady. 
Man, there's a lot of negativity from you folks towards this, Mrs. Dingle. What if, folks, what if... And people, people say, oh, John LeBon, you're playing devil's advocate. And I'm like, guys, just relax for a second. I'm not choosing sides yet. I'm just trying to think through. What if this lady actually believes the crap that she's saying? Like, what... Look, I personally don't believe that she knows anybody who died from TikTok geolocation. That, to me, is just... Rid- that, to me, is no different from that... Let's go to that NASA image that we looked at. Let's take a look at that NASA image again. See this? See this nonsense here on the screen? With your sticky tape, curtain rods, cardboard, aluminium foil. See how ridiculous this is? Take a look at it. Ridiculous. To me, this lady, Mrs. Dingle, her claims about knowing people who died from geolocation... It's just ridiculous, man. Come on. However, what if she believes it? Yeah, what if, in her mind, she is saving people's lives? Yeah. I I don't know. It's possible. Why not? Maybe she really believes what she's saying. I've never met her. I probably never will meet her. And uh, maybe she actually thinks she's saving lives. I don't know. It's possible. Anything's possible in this crazy world that we live in. On the... Oh, it's the end of March, isn't it, folks? Most of you live in the United States. It's now daylight savings for you, as it is here in beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. Daylight save. You know there's a conspiracy theory about daylight savings, folks. Have you heard this? There are people who believe that daylight savings leads to an increase in heart attacks and other morbidity issues because humans generally are meant to be on a rhythm, a pattern. When you ruin that rhythm, for most people, it makes no difference. But for a small percentage of people, this can trigger underlying health problems and lead to heart attacks and other problems. Have you, have you heard about this? And apparently, I haven't double-checked yet. I plan to. But apparently, the statistics bear this out, and they suggest there is a small, a small but significant increase in deaths in countries with daylight savings compared to countries without. With the theory being that, again, you're changing people's rhythms by an hour twice it's twice a year you change the rhythm right twice a year people's entire daily rhythm is changed some people believe this kills people now I'm not saying that I believe that I'm not saying that but it is a theory very interesting theory let's go and take a look at the live stream chat yeah yeah boy oh yeah so many people in the live stream chat thank you all for coming out Melon Collie who by the way that's a cool name Melon Space Collie I like it says, I wouldn't touch Discord with a 10-foot anything-but-rifle. Is that so melancholy? Let me ask you this, melancholy. Do you communicate with other people around the world who know what you know about media fakery, science fakery, history fakery, whatever your interests are, do you communicate with them? And if so, how? What is your method of communication? Serious question. I would love to know. Just give me a second here. I'm going to take a little... uh, drink we've been talking now for almost an almost an hour really can't be 56 minutes wow that went quick just give me a second here folks okay so if someone's against tiktok fine uh, if someone's against discord fine i'm i'm with you i understand in the absence of these apps or these platforms do you communicate online with other people who know what you know or are interested in your topics or the same topics that you are? Because if you are, then where do you meet these people? How do you talk with them? I'm not trying to defend TikTok or Discord or any apps. This is a serious question. Do you communicate with other people 
about these kinds of issues because for a lot of people, including me, Discord is very useful for these kinds of communications. So if you don't use Discord, simple question, what are you doing instead? I would love to know. Alright, who else? Man, we've got so many people in live stream chat. Basketball Broson says Jow LeBon. That's good, that's clever. Basketball Broson, I like that. That's very clever. I like that. Let's go and check take this um TikTok CEO guy one more time. He had some good answers, didn't he? There's a few more seconds of this. Because we do not currently coll- collect that. So oh, I, yeah, I need yeah. to Let's have a look. What else does he say? I'm not sure of the specific, so... I'd like answers, yes or no, after this. He didn't give a single yes or no. He he played you, Mrs. Dingell, don't you worry about that. Played you like a fiddle. Or no. We do not sell data to data brokers, if that's the question. That... Jesus, he's a very well-spoken, well-dressed, well-hairstyled, handsome man, isn't he? I bet you he studied it. Let's find out. Where did this guy study? I'm guessing that this guy studied at Harvard or Yale. What do you guys reckon? Do you reckon he studied at like an Ivy League or a prestigious US university? I could be wrong. Let's find out. Mr. Shao Chu. Let's Google Mr. Shao Chu. Yes, let's take a look. Where did this fella study? Mr. Shao Chu. There he is. Singapore. Ah, no surprise there. Singaporean businessman and entrepreneur who is a CEO of TikTok since 2021. Oh, he went to... Oh, he did his national service. In um, Singapore, they have to do national service. Yes, that's true. So he did his national service for the Singapore Armed Forces. After his military service, he went to University College London. Okay, well, not Harvard or Yale, but we're still talking... We're talking the upper echelon of further education, aren't we? Did a Bachelor of Economics. He did his MBA. Ah, look at this, folks. Then he did his MBA at Harvard. Guys, I promise you, I did not look this up ahead of time. And by the way, I'm not claiming to be some kind of Nostradamus. Anyone could have come up with this. Anyone could have said, oh yeah, this guy's uh, the head of TikTok or one of these big companies. Of course he studied at Yale or Harvard or one of these. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying I was, you know, I'm not trying to take too much credit, but I was correct. So he did his bachelor's at UC London, but he did his MBA at Harvard Business School. There you go. Very well-spoken guy. Bet you he's paid very well. Ooh, his spouse is Vivian Cow. They have two children. I wonder if they come up in Google. Let's take a look. Vivian Cow, she went to Wellesley College. This is from HITC.com. Who is Xiao Chu's wife? Meet Vivian Cow. Mm, very nice. The head of TikTok is Washington, D.C. to address the U.S. House Energy and Commerce Committee following calls to ban the video app. He wants to share everything TikTok is doing to protect Americans using the platform. He is from Singapore, became the company's CEO in 2021. And people want to know about his wife. So now they show photos of him and his wife. She looks slightly taller than him, but not by much. Wearing a crazy exotic dress in this particular photo. He's wearing a tuxedo. Very nice. (laughs) That tuxedo is probably... This is no joke, guys. That tuxedo is probably worth more than every single one of my material possessions put together. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. 
So her LinkedIn reveals she's independent non-executive director at an investment company in Hong Kong. She got a BA in economic and Chinese studies. She also got her MBA from Harvard Business School. Big surprise there. Very nice. Do they have kids? They've got two children. And he said that his children don't use TikTok as he believes they are too young for that. If you are below 13, you get a very restrictive version of TikTok. Now, that's interesting. I didn't know that. So, I mean, how how old are kids now? This is a serious question, and I don't want to, like, offend anybody. Because some of you listening, you are parents or grandparents or uncles or aunties or whatever. How old in the United States or Australia or England or, or similar Western countries do kids get phones now? I, I don't even know the answer. I don't, I don't I probably don't want to know, but we're going to find out, folks, because we're going to Google it right now. How old do kids get smartphones, according to Google? Let's find out. Uh, let's see. I'm looking for stats about this. Okay, BBC from 2023, from March. So this is a recent article. No, that's the wrong uh, link. Give me a second here, folks. So from September 2022, what age do kids get smartphones now? I don't even know. But we're about to find out, according to the official story from BBC. That's right. By the way, folks, if you're just joining us late, this is the episode 10 of the Conspiracy No Poll Review, the season finale. Now, why is this taking so long to load? Uh-oh. Has my internet been kiboshed? Have I been kiboshed again? It's happened before. I'm going higher than before, Gilbert. All right, let's take a look. Maybe Washington Post can give us a better link. Oh, by the way, guys, forgive me. If I'm a bit silly tonight, that's because I'm in a very celebratory mood. It's the final episode of a successful season. And I did say this earlier. I'll say it again probably three or four times. Those of you who've taken the time to send me an email or send me a direct message about this season saying that you like the show, you listen while you're working, you enjoy listening to me, blah, blah, blah. It's probably only... Over the course of 10 episodes, it might only be about 20 or 30 people. Like, it's not it's not a huge number, but every single one of you, thank you so much, man. Like, you have no idea how much that makes my day. When I, got, I got a couple of these emails yesterday, basically saying, where's the effect of, I listened to your show. One of them said, yours is the only show I listen to anymore. And then somebody else wrote, I listen to you while I'm working and it makes the day go faster or something like that. And I'm just like, man... You have no idea how much that means to me, man. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. And probably those people are listening right now, so you know who you are. Thank you. Thank you for sending that through, man. I really appreciate that. You know, I just sit here with a Blue Yeti microphone and an Acer Aspire laptop, and I just talk for an hour or two, and I enjoy it, and the live stream chat usually enjoys it. But the idea that there are people out there listening to this, and, uh, and it makes their day go faster, or it's the only show they listen to, or whatever the case is, man, that... Um Thank you. Like, that really does make my day. So, we're in a celebratory mood, aren't we? It's been a successful season, season one of the Conspiracy No Poll Review. What is this? Is it, guys, is it just me or every freaking website now? Every freaking website? They have these pop-ups. Ooh, do you want more of the post? Get three days of free... Guys, here's a warning. This is not financial advice or life advice, but let me just share with you a story. I signed up to... This is about a year or two ago. There was some newspaper article that I wanted, and I won't say who it is, but a certain very well-known mainstream outlet. And it was like, 
a dollar a week for the first 12 weeks or something. Cancel any time, right? And I, so I signed, in fact, two, not just one, but two different outlets I signed up because they had an article that I wanted to read. I'm like, I'm happy to pay a few dollars, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. But they make it impossible to cancel. They, they, make, they make it literally impossible to cancel without calling them. You can't cancel through your internet. These cheeky, rotten pieces of shit. I have to watch my language. I think this is very deceptive. I think this is um, very unethical, can I say. If you advertise and you say, oh, blah, 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 cancel any time, they should better cancel with one click or two clicks. Not, oh, you can't cancel. You have to call. Because, of course, if you call them, you know what's going to happen, don't you? They're going to put you onto their retention team or whatever they call their retention team. They'll have a bunch of people on the phones trained to convince you not to quit, not to leave, not to cancel. So they won't let you cancel unless you call them so you can speak to someone. Let's call her Susie. And Susie's like, oh, so I understand you want to cancel. Can I ask you why? And you're like, well, it doesn't really matter why. I just want to cancel. Please cancel. Oh, I understand. We're going to process that for you right now, Mr. Lobon. But first, let me just ask you, uh, did you enjoy Do you see that they've been trained to just talk to you and keep you on the phone and eventually like, oh, we can offer you a special deal. We can give you the same deal you first started on, $1 a week for 12 more months. How does that sound, Mr. Lobon? And you'd be like, oh, I, like you just want to get off the phone at this point, you see. Very, in my opinion, just my opinion, not judging anybody, but I think this is wrong, folks. It's wrong. It's deceptive. So any of these Washington Post, New York Times, the New Yorker, LA Times, any of these people, when they offer you this deal, maybe they're legitimate and they'll let you cancel any time. But maybe it's a bullshit and maybe not a bait and switch. What's the word for it? I don't know the, the exact word for it, but it's... I don't want to call it a scam, but it's, it is deceptive and it's wrong. So these, and now every freaking news site you go to, ooh, do you want more? Get three days free. No, I don't believe you, bullshit ass man. No, I don't believe you. Anyway, so it says this, what age should you give a kid their first phone? This is from Washington Post from October of last year. I don't want to know your opinion of when. I just want to know, like, what is the stats? Uh, here we go. According to... Let's just zoom in for those of you watching at home and live around the world. According to Pew Research, 95% of teenagers between 13 and 17 already report having a smartphone. Well, 13 to 17, that's a big difference, isn't it? That's a huge difference. I want to know what is the average age that kids get smartphones. Because I think it's less than 13. I think it's less than... I think it's like... 8 or 10 but what I know I could be wrong so why don't we google what age average first phone let's see what that says age that kids acquire mobile phones is not linked to well-being from Stanford University from 2022 let's take a look at this sorry for the dead air here folks just waiting for this to load from stanford.edu all right, let's zoom in for those of you watching at home. Ah, okay, there was a study which was uh, in child development is uh, looking at when kids first get their phones. Here we go. Now, guys, here we go. Finally, we get the stats we were looking for. Okay, so it says, let me just zoom in there. The average age at which children received their first phone was 11.6, with phone acquisition climbing steeply between 10 and 13 years of age. 
Okay, so I think, and I haven't, obviously I haven't checked the study, folks. I just found out about it when you did. Like, I'm, this is just very preliminary. But what they're saying apparently is around about 10, most kids don't have a smartphone. By 13, they do, is what they're saying. Man, can you imagine if you had a smartphone when you were 13? I'm so glad I didn't. Like, what, what good could that have possibly done me? What good? Guys, tell me in the live stream chat. What good? Actually, let me rephrase this question because some of you do have children and you've already given your children smartphones and I'm not trying to put you on the defensive here. I'm a podcast host. Why would I try and put the listeners on the defensive? That's uh, foolish. For those of you who have given your children smartphones already, let me ask you why. And let me preempt your first answer. Oh, it's for security because what if the kids get snatched by a kidnapper? Yeah, that... Firstly, you know that's all bullshit, all of those stranger danger. You know it was a giant psyop, right? You do know that. You already figured this out. All of that stranger danger, all of those stories of serial killers and serial... You know it's a hoax, right? You do know that. So that's a bullshit answer to give your kids phones. So give me the real answer. Here's what I think the real answer is, folks. If you don't give your kids a smartphone, they'll hate you. Ooh, and you can't have that because your children, all their friends have smartphones. So if you don't give your kid a smartphone, they'll be nasty to you. And you can't have that because you have to be friends with your child. You want them to love you and to like you and to not be mad at you. So you do what they say. And they say they want a smartphone. They say they want the iPhone 12 or 13, whatever the hell is the current model. And you go and get it. But you tell yourself that it's for the kid's security. That's what I think's going on. Well done, John LeBond. You just put half your audience on the defensive by suggesting that they're bad parents. I'm not, say- I'm not saying you're bad parents, folks. I'm not saying you're bad parents. That's not what I'm saying. I- it is what I believe, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm trying to be diplomatic here. I think your reasons for giving the kids smartphones is more to do with trying to appease them, get along with them, uh, make them like you, uh, avoid the fights and the tantrums and what have you, it has nothing to do with the kid's security, okay? And you know that. So don't... Guys, please. It's me you're talking to here. Don't give me this bullshit about... Please, guys. Please. It's the... F- guys, it's the final episode of the Conspiracy No Poll Review season, okay? I think we should all be on good terms by now. Please don't lie to me, okay? If I want lies, I'll turn on the TV and watch the news about some bullshit shooting by some bullshit TR4NS thing, Yeah? If I want lies, I'll turn on the TV. I don't want lies from you. So don't lie to me, folks. So let's go and take a look at the live stream chat. Let's see what people are saying. Why did you give your children a smartphone? Let's see what they're saying, folks. Am I still live? Sometimes I'm live, sometimes I'm not. Let's find out here. Sometimes I'm live, sometimes I'm not. Oh, I might even sing later on, folks. I'm in a singing mood. Haven't been to karaoke. Because... From January 8, for the next 75 days, I had zero alcohol, so I didn't go to the karaoke. So I've got a bit of karaoke. haven't been to karaoke in how long now? 12 weeks? So I've got a bit of uh, singing in me. Maybe tonight we'll do some singing. So, what are the people in the live stream chat saying? Unico says, I think most children have iPads instead of smartphones. When I was 13, many of my peers had a cell phone or an iPod. This was in the early 2000s. Well, Unico, how old were you when you got your first phone? I think you're about the same age as me. So how old were you when you got your first phone? And then how old were you when you got your first smartphone? 
because I got my first mobile phone when I was, I want to say 15. This is a 2000, 2003, I want to say, I got a phone. But it was just like a shitty brick phone that we used to have back in those days. But I didn't get a smartphone until I moved to Brisbane, which was when I was like 20, 22, I think. So the, the smartphone came out in 2007, so I was about 20. Yeah, so it took me about four or five years. And then the only reason why I did was because I lived with, I was in a share house as a university student, and then I had a couple of housemates, and I was just always going about smartphones, how cool they are, how much better they are, they've got these apps, blah, blah, blah. And then, so I got a Galaxy S. And, uh, and then the truth is, yeah, I did actually like having that. And then ever since I got that one, I've always had a smartphone, so... They, they are convenient. They are cool. Don't get me wrong. But I was a late bloomer in that sense. All right. Rob Files says that parents are lazy. Well, be careful, Rob Files. Parents, listen, all human, me included, we can get defensive if we feel like we're being um, personally attacked. So when you say that parents are lazy, any parent who hears that, who knows that they're lazy, they're going to hate you for saying that. That's a natural human emotion. You would be careful what you say, man. Unless you're trying to upset people. If you, if you want to upset people, just tell a parent they're a bad parent. That's the easiest way to trigger somebody. Is to say, hey, that thing you're doing is bad. Boy, do they get defensive. It's incredible. See, I never planned to be a parent, but I would like to think that if I somehow was a parent, but there was some element of parenthood that I was bad at, and then someone said to me, listen, Jono, you, this particular thing, you're shit as a parent. I would like to think I'd be like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah you're right. No, you, you got me. Yeah. But probably I would just be defensive like most parents are. I'd be like, no, how dare you say that? No, I'm not a lazy parent. How dare you say? That's what most people do, man. Rocco Calzone says, I was 18 when I got a phone and probably 22 for the smartphone. Well, that's very similar to me, isn't it, Rocco? So you got your first phone and then it was several years passed before you got a smartphone. Whereas, of course, for kids now, their first phone will be a smartphone. Like, it just, that's common sense. Can you imagine being 13 or 14 with a smartphone, man? Like the kids today, I, I believe most of them will turn out to be completely autistic and redacted. And I don't think it's going to be their fault, man. And it won't just be the smartphones. That's just one part of a bigger picture here. But if all the kids today turn out autistic and redacted, fair enough. Like it's not their fault. I don't think they've had a chance. I don't think they ever had a chance. Matty33 says, got my first mobile phone at 13, a Nokia 5110. A 5110, let me Google that. Nokia 5110, was that the little... Oh, no, that's not what I'm thinking of. When I was in year 11, 12, there was a, there was a Nokia model that like, half, like almost half of the students had the same model. Was it, a, was it a 5210? It had polyphonic ringtones. Was it the Nokia 5210? Let me look this up. Uh, no, not that one. Was it a 5310? There was a certain Nokia that everyone had. Not everyone, but a lot of people had. Hmm. No, I can't think of it. Yeah, can you believe back in the day, man? Back in the day, Nokia was the most... <laughs> this is... I'm a freaking boomer, guys. I sound like a freaking boomer. Back in my day, Sonny, we all had Nokias. Not like these apples of today. What is Nokia? Is Nokia Swedish? Where's Nokia from? Or is that is that Ericsson? Where's Nokia from? Not a Finnish. Oh, Nokia is Finnish, not Swedish. Finnish. Back in my day, son, we all had 
Mobile phones from Finland. Shut up, Grandpa. Now we'll have phones made in China. They're apples. So shut up. Alrighty, let's go and take a look at some more live stream chat comments. Yeah, yeah, boy. Unico says the Blackberry was very popular. Oh, Basketball Broson says Nokia 3310. Is that what I'm thinking of? Nokia 3310. No, that's not the one I'm thinking of, man. No, that's not what I'm thinking of. No, it had a distinctive flare on the bottom. It's like, if you're looking at it from the front, the one that I'm thinking of, it sort of curved out then in, but then out again at the bottom. It had a distinctive flare. It could have just been an Australian thing, but I don't think so. I think it was a... I think it was a Western thing. But no, it wasn't the 3310. It was a Nokia... A Nokia 50... Nokia... Oh, I can't remember. I never had one, by the way. I never had one. I just had this old hunk of shit that I just had for years and years. Um, but it, was, it, was, it was a Nokia, though. Anyhow, so let's go and take a look at the live stream chat. I've gone into boomer mode. Back in my day, Sonny Jim, we had Nokias made in Finland. So John Watson says, kids go to school, then come home. They go on TikTok and realize they spent all day at school learning bullcrap. Yeah, I don't know. What? John Watson, what are you saying? You think kids realize school is propaganda? No offense, John Watson. I think you are way off the reservation here. Where are you getting this idea? If, if this is your... If you believe that the, the high schoolers now realize that school is bullshit, okay, great. Where are you getting this idea? Who put this idea in your head? What's your evidence, man? No offense. No offense. But this is just ridiculous. The kids are... The kids are brainwashed, brother. So Rocco, Kel... And it's not their fault. Just like it wasn't my fault. And it wasn't your fault. Any of you, like, watching or listening right now, live or on delay around the world here at JohnTheBond.com, you were brainwashed at school. That's not your fault. And it's not my fault. And the kids today getting brainwashed on their fault. This is just how the system works. And anyone who's like, oh, yeah, the kids are the kids are escaping the brainwashing. What the hell are you talking about? What the hell are you talking about? Seriously. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Zintrax says, anyone remember Palm Pilots? I'll be honest, Zintrax, no, I don't. Palm Pilot. What the hell is that? What the hell is this? This is from Wikipedia. Palm Pilot Personal and Professional are the second generation of Palm PDA devices produced by Palm Inc. Launched in 1997. What the hell are these? Zintrax, no. Maybe these were popular in your part of the world, but no, these were not a... As far as I know, these were not a thing in uh, in my part of the world. The Palm Pilot Personal is a Palm PDA produced by Palm Inc. Let me guess, they're now they're now gone. Yep, they were. This is from Wikipedia, folks. What happened to them? They sold the Palm trademark to a shelf corporation, to oh, to TCL Corporation. There you go. Let's see if we can find a YouTube about Palm Pilots. This is very interesting to me. Oh, for those of you listening, sorry, some of you guys are listening to MP3. So, these Palm Pilots are like a... It's like some kind of device where you use... Um, what do you call those pens? Like the pens that works on digital screens? There's a word for it. Uh, what do you call those things? So, this Palm Pilot is like... 
I guess, some kind of pre-smartphone smartphone. Let's find out from YouTube. Let's type in Palm Pilot. Let's see what it says. Palm Pilot. Sounds like a bit of a euphemism or something, doesn't it? Let's see if we can find a little video here. The history of Palm. Let's take a look at this. Yeah, yeah, boy. Uh-oh, has my internet finally crashed? The history of Palm is a remarkable story. The Palm brand has gone through many changes over the years. In 1996, they launched the Palm Pilot, the first ever personal digital assistant, or PDA. Back then, Palm had four basic traits to be small, intuitive, affordable, and, you guessed it, simple. Their relentless focus on function and simplicity created a cultural movement, making Palm a household name. How has changed over the years, and in an age where devices are more addictive and complex than ever, a new team of trailblazers has brought Palm back to life, and once again challenges the status quo with the same... Okay, this is crap. This is an ad for, like, a modern Palm. I wanted a video about what the Palm Pilots used to be. That's what we're looking for here, folks. Palm pre-revisited. What's this? Let's take a look. When you think of smartphones today, you typically think of Android, iOS, maybe even Blackberry. Yes. But back in 2009, there was another player on the block that brought some brand new features and things that we take for granted right now. Let's take some member berries and take a retrospective look at the Palm Pre. 2009 was the wild west for smartphones. Apple was really just starting to establish its dominance. The App Store had really just come... Listen, guys, I don't want to judge anybody. And I don't want to be nasty to anybody. Have you noticed that a lot of these YouTube videos, the narrators have very poor enunciation skills? I don't pretend to be the best enunciator of words, and I, I have to work on my the way that I try to express myself. But I do work on that. I put practice into trying to pronounce my words in such a way that more people can understand them. Especially because I have an Australian accent, which makes it more difficult, right? Some of these... Oh, this guy has how many how many views does he have for this video? This has two hundred and forty thousand views. This guy has one point six million subscribers, but he speaks like he's got marbles in his mouth. And it's like, bro, come on, man, you you got to do better. But the wild west for smartphones. Apple was really just starting to establish its dominance. The App Store had really just come into its own. Sounds Android like was starting edibles. to really establish itself as a dominant player. Not there was still wrong with room that. in the marketplace for a third operating system. The folks at Palm, the makers of the Trio and the Pilots, thought they had the answer. Enter the Palm Pre. The main selling feature of the Palm Pre was its operating system, WebOS. Maybe you're not familiar with it or you think it's just what powers LG TVs today, but it was one of the best OSs I have ever seen. And I think it had the best way to handle multitasking, even to this day. Rely on to this day. Cards. You can move cards around. To this day. Swipe them right off the screen to close apps. It was really elegant. And relied solely on multi Look, no offense, brother, but you've, you're mumbling, brother. You're a mumble. You're a mumble man. No offense. Your channel is much more successful than mine in terms of views, but you're a mumbler. I can't have any more of this nonsense. Let's go back to the live stream chat. Let's see what people are saying there. Yeah, yeah, boy. So Cubstar says, I work in a school. There's a few older kids who get it, but most don't care about anything. Well, Cubstar, isn't that fair enough? They're high schoolers. Most of us remember back when we were in high school, generally speaking, when you're in high school, there are certain things you're focused on, and the truth of the nature of, the, of reality is not very high on the list. Yeah, I think that's a fair call. So if you ever hear me saying stuff about, you know, high schoolers these days have no chance, that's not a criticism of them. That's not a trying to be nasty. I just, they're going to believe whatever they're told. They're going to conform. They're going to go along with the group, think in the crowd. Like that's just, that's just the nature of these things. Yeah. 
That's how it has to be, I'm afraid. All right, Unico says, I have a cousin that got really popular on TikTok when he was like 14 or 15 years old. He was doing funny sketches and skits. Anyways, kids watch or make these kinds of crazy skits and not truth conspiracy TikTok videos. So I think what Unico is saying is when they're 14 or 15, you know, the boys are just making prank videos, sketches, skits, trying to have fun, trying to make people laugh. Of course they are. That's what I would have done when I was 14 or 15. I wouldn't have used it to look up, hmm, is there anybody questioning whether or not this latest event involving a shooter was a real event or a hoax? I would have never thought to have Googled such a thing or web searched such a thing. Wouldn't have gone through my mind. Not for even a second. Yeah. So this idea that John Watson put forward earlier about kids, you know, getting out of the system with their, uh, no, I don't, I really just think you're, John Watson, I'm a big fan of yours, but I think you have no idea what you're talking about. No idea whatsoever. All right, Jack Clumpus says that his teen, I'm guessing his teenage uh, son or daughter, doesn't want anything to do with conspiracies, but he still tries. So in other words, what I think Jack Clumpus is saying is that his son or daughter doesn't want to hear about his crazy theories, but he still tries to tell them the theories. I don't think you're going to have much success doing that, man. I Look, I'm not here to tell... I've ne- Listen, I've never raised a child. So how would I know the first thing about raising a kid? Of course I don't. Just thinking about this broadly based on what I do know, if a parent... If, you know, if a father says, hey, son, or hey, uh, daughter, hey, honey, you know this event's a hoax and so nobody died, nobody got hurt, the kid will just think you're crazy. That's all you're going to achieve, I would think. Especially if you're only telling them this stuff once they've already reached 12, 14, 16. If you want to be skeptical, you'd have to start right from the start, like right from the very beginning, which that comes with its own set of problems, doesn't it? So, yeah, being a parent in this day and age, all of the people out there right now who are parents, man, you've got my respect and for what it's worth, my sympathy. You are doing it tough compared to me because you're trying to raise a young human knowing what you know and what we know, what we know here on this channel and not just this channel, other people have, you know, this corner of the internet has enough people who know what's going on. So we all know about some of the hoaxes and what have you and you're trying to raise a young human where all of their friends and their friends' parents and their teachers have no idea about what's going on and you're trying to raise your child, you know, trying to straddle both what you know but conforming with their friends. Like, that's very difficult. That's... Oh boy, that's uh, man. That's you've yeah. I, I wish the best for you, man. Seriously, that'd be tough. Be very tough. Very very tough. All right, a couple more live stream chat comments. I'm gonna try and wrap this up by two hours. What have we got left? We have got about about half an hour left, folks. So I'll read a couple more of your comments on this topic right now in the live stream chat. People talking about raising children in this day and age and how brutal it is, which I agree with. So we'll do a, a few more minutes on that. Then the la- <clears throat> pardon me, the last half hour. What I'm thinking is, let's review our favorite memories from the first two and a half months of 2023. What are your favorite memories? We've had train derailments. We've had balloons, Chinese balloons, supposedly. We've had hearings and inquiries into the TikTok juggernaut. We've had transgender school shootings. We've had the return of Trump is back. Trump is back, so I'm hearing. What else have we had this year? So many things have happened. Uh, Well, you tell me in the live stream chat. Let's go through our favorite memories from this year. But 
let's just take a little break. This is Some Guy Ate a Bat in China. I'll be back in 30 seconds. Just going to take a little glass of water. As you can tell, my voice is already starting to struggle. We'll come back in a second for the last segment of the last episode of Conspiracy No Pole. Season 1, episode number 10, March 28, 29, 2023. Big thanks to all the people in the live stream chat. Keep please, please keep your comments coming. We'll talk about them. But this is Some Guy Ate a Bat in China. Yeah, yeah, boy. Crushing new laws. On things as simple as uh, stopping to have a coffee or sitting in a park caught a lot of people by surprise. Oh yeah, oh boy, this shit banging. Some guy ate a bat in China and he can't go out at night. Some guy ate a bat in China and he got no human rights. Someone ate a bat in China in a cave, now you're human slave. Some guy ate a bat in China, so now the pharmaceutical companies get paid. Some bat in China, lock off the whole world, change things, rearrange it, or so we're told. Like the world's under a spell. Beginning of hell, yo, yeah. Any sci-fi movies are seen. New world order. Seen it. Decrees cascading. President Trump's pen. Any horror movie that I've been. And the rest of the world now figuring out. Oh boy, this things change, rearrange, and get strange. Some guy ate a bat in China. So now I can't get any toilet paper? Yeah. Crushing new laws on things as simple as uh, stopping to have a coffee or... Better stay home and watch the TV. Better stay home. Don't visit the family. That was Some Guy Ate a Bat in China by Gully Squad. I'll put a link to that in the show notes below. I recommend you go and check it out. An all-time classic. But the thing is, folks, a lot of people in this corner of the internet have already moved on from 3.11 because the lockdowns are over. The plane groundings are over. The mandates are over in most places. Not all, but most places the face masks are gone. The, the Jimmy mandates are, I think, the past. Even in Australia, a lot of the, oh, you have to get the jibby to work, that's finished in most most parts of Australia as well. So, man, a lot of people have just sort of, they've moved on. They, they don't want to talk about it. They don't care about it. They want to pretend it never happened, I think, in a lot of cases. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them because if you understood early that this was all nonsense, that this invisible body-possessing demon was in fact a hoax... And nobody died, nobody got hurt by some bullshit, invisible, body-busting demon taking over people's bodies. If you knew this, and the world was going crazy, businesses shutting, people being stuck inside, police apprehending people for sitting on a beach. That really happened, by the way. Banning protests. I mean, if you you went through 2020 slash 21 slash 22 to an extent, it's a really horrible set of circumstances in so many cases. Why wouldn't you want to just put it behind you and pretend it never happened? I don't blame you at all. I don't blame you at all. No, I don't. 
But as for me, oh, I'm not going to forget what happened. Oh, no, because for me, this was very real. And as you can see in this particular video clip, I was in this little uh, studio apartment in Kuala Lumpur. I just arrived in Kuala Lumpur just a couple of days before the lockdowns and the shutdowns and what have you and spent a few months there. And some would say, some believe, and they might have fair enough evidence to support their suggestions that old John the Bond went a little bit crazy in those few months of isolation maybe he did maybe the pre 311 John the Bond is never coming back because his sanity was forever afflicted by this 311 isolation some people would say that some people would say that it's fair enough yeah. sent him around the twists ooh going around the twists for non Australians they know what I'm talking about Round the Twist theme song. Non-Aussies have no idea what I'm talking about. Let's take a look at this. Are you going round the twist? Well, John the Bond went round the twist, didn't he? Stuck in that little apartment. <laughs> Imagine you just rock up to Kuala Lumpur, folks, and the planes stop, and you don't know anybody. I have not seen or heard that in probably 20 years, but I still remembered all the words. The round the twist. Okay, so in the live stream chat, there's 40 people. I'm guessing none of you are Australians, but please. If any Aussies, or Kiwis for that matter, are in the live stream chat, please tell me that you remember this song from our childhoods. Round the twist. Goodness gracious me. All the Americans are like, what the hell is John Lamont talking about right now? Well, I, I get it. You probably didn't have this TV show, but back when we were kids, back in my day, back in the pre-Apple days, back in the Nokia days, we had round the twist. Yes, we did. All righty. Let's go and take a look at the live stream chat. Yeah, yeah, boy. Sean Hamer says that trauma is Greek for wound. Jack Klompas says, is everyone here from Europe? Just curious. No, Jack. Most of the people here are American. Most of them. Most of them are American. Um, in fact, so I have a YouTube channel. I've got a website. I've got two different podcast hosts, a mailing list. So I've got all these different... Um, avenues for communicating my content and each one of them has their own statistics so i can use i can um check all of them against one another because you could say oh well can you really trust youtube stat okay fine but what if i have six what if i have five or six different websites that are all seemingly independent giving me roughly the same stats because that is the case and it's about 55 or 60 percent of the john the bond the broader John the Bond audience, if we can use that word in that tense, it's about, it's slightly over half is American. And then the second biggest group is, it actually used to be Australian, now it's English, followed by Australian. And then behind that is Canadian. And then behind that is 
take your pick. Doesn't really matter. You're getting down to like three or four percent. So the majority is, is American, believe it or not. So I would guess in this live stream chat, at least half are American. But then when you think about the time zone for them right now in New York, it's when you think what's three a.m. minus seven hours. What's that? Uh, Eight p.m. So this is like an evening. This is a Tuesday evening for them. Whereas Australians, it's Wednesday morning. They're at work. So for these reasons and more, I would put to you that most, if not all, of the audience right now are in America. Is the case? Not that there's anything wrong. In fact, one day, folks. I might do a little tour of America. Wouldn't that be cool? What if I could come to America, spend three months, because you get a three-month visa, basically no questions asked, it's very easy, so long as you have no criminal record, which, praise Keck Chatelet, despite the fact that I've done a lot of stupid things in my time, I've never committed any crimes and got into trouble with the police, and I've uh, got a criminal record. Praise Keck Chatelet. Don't get me wrong. I've done stupid things, and I have had run-ins with the law, as they say, but no real crimes, you know what I mean? Like, no real crimes, nothing. I haven't actually done anything actually uh, bad, you know what I'm trying to say? And, uh, and so I've got a clean record. So I could come to America for three months, practically no questions asked. Wouldn't that be cool if I could tour around America and catch up with some of the many people out there? Wouldn't that be something? I think it's a great idea. I love it. I'm all for it. Let's explore that later on. But first, let's take a look at this. So Jack Klumper says he's on the east coast of America. Rocco Calzone's in Hawaii. Very nice. Robert Files says that he's never seen the Round the Twist clip. John Watson says that he only knows neighbors. Man, what happens if you go to YouTube? Guys, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm in a good mood right now. I want to I just have fun going down memory lane. What happens if you go to YouTube and type in neighbors? Like, what's the first clip that comes up? Neighbours is from Ramsey's... Well, it's a fake Ramsey Street. It's from Melbourne. It's from where I grew up. Neighbours TV show. Let's see what's the top clip if you type that in. To YouTube. Hopefully, I don't get kiboshed for doing this. Let's have a look here. Neighbours classic TV soap from 1988. Ooh, Ring, this is from 2010. Ringo tells Donna he loves her. Ooh, this is Kylie Minogue's first episode. Let's take a look at this. Please don't kibosh me, YouTube. Neighbors. This is Melbourne, folks. This is from where your main man, hey. JLB, grew up. For those of you listening, don't worry, I'm going to explain what happened. Some guy walked up a road to see his friend, but he saw someone breaking into the into the house. Oh, it's a girl. She punched him in the face. Gave him the old right hook to the chin. Holy shit, Kylie Minogue just punched a guy in the face. I was trying to get in and he jumped me. I was only out the back. Are you all right, Scott? Yeah, terrific, thanks. Sorry, Scott. Scott just got Never punched in the, the face by Kylie Minogue. Just didn't recognise who you were, that's all. Bet you would have had second thoughts if you had. No need to boast about it. It's a bit of a strange scene, though. Maybe I've seen too many advertisements on the uh, old interwebs, but when she was trying to break into the window there, I mean, in modern days, whenever you see a girl stuck halfway up the window and a guy come from... You know what I'm trying to say? I mean, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be too grotesque here. But I'm, I'm trying to say... Uh, now, now, look at this scene here, folks. Those of you watching... Okay, the clothes are very 80s style, but... Put these people in modern clothes, and what's the first thing that you think happens right now from here? Yeah? 
the, the world the world has changed hasn't it in the last 30 years hasn't it there is Kylie Minogue and all we can see is her lower half because the upper half is stuck on the inside of the, the house and here's a young man running from behind and yeah, maybe I've watched a bit too much uh, advertisements on the internet he's got the copper right hook to the face bang Charlene! What on earth do you think you're doing? I was trying to get in and he jumped me. I was trying to get in and he jumped me. Dingo ate me baby. While I was having a barbecue. Only out the back. Are you alright, Scott? Yeah, terrific, thanks. Sorry, Scott. You never did keep your guard up properly. I just didn't recognise who you were, that's all. Bet you would have had second thoughts if you had. No need to boast. Oh, he would have had second thoughts, all right. Just about it. Yeah, yeah, boy. Father ought to be ashamed of himself teaching a girl to box. Well, Henry wasn't interested. Aren't you pleased to see me? Of course I am. How did you get here? You what? Old Charlie Smith gave me a lift down my street. Old Charlie Smith gave me a lift down the road. Old Charlie Smith is a no-hoper. Well, he's not. Of course he is. Every single one of his children's been in trouble with the police. So? Listen, I'd better go. Oh, see you later. Yeah, we'll try and shake hands next time. Well, may as well do it now. Sure. Friends? Yeah. Friends, you just punched me in the face, sweetheart. You're not invited to me barbecue. By the way, I'm sorry, for those of you listening, you have no idea what's on the screen. I'm sorry. It's a young Kylie Minogue playing the role of some girl who's in from out of town, seemingly to visit her grandma or to visit someone. And she's a bit of a rebel rouser, isn't she? She's a bit of a... One of those girls who knows how to box, and she's a bit of a different girl, and she's got a freaking mullet going on. I can get out of those clothes. Yes, thank you, Mr. Ferguson. Yes, you Jack too. Jack Clive has a gun. I'll tell you what. Hey, has a gun, mate. You make me so mad. So much for legal advice. No lacquer. That lot you care anyway. Well, of course I do. Well, for one thing, I don't want it to muck up our wedding plans, Daphne. Oh, Daphne, I don't want it to muck up our wedding plans, love. We'll have a big wedding with a hundred people and. I've already organised 34 cases of VB, love. Don't you worry about that. Yeah, yeah, boy. Shit. What the fuck is Shelby talking about? Shelby, have you been drinking again? What's been going on here, son? You're going a bit crazy, aren't you? Jack Klompus says, What are you going to do in America, JLB? Seriously, fast food? Uh, okay, so Jack, um, here's the thing. America gets bad rap because... Well, for a bunch of reasons. And yes, uh, when it comes to their food... I mean, I knew a girl. When I was in high school, there was a girl who... Mm, for some reason, I don't think she liked me. I don't think she liked me. For some reason. And once we finished high I mean, we got along, but we just went... Anyway, so we met at someone's birthday party a couple of years later. And she'd just been in America. So we get to chatting and she tells me that she's been in America for six months. And I love hearing people's travel stories. So I'm like, oh, holy shit, like, tell me more. And you know when people go, tra- well, maybe you don't know this. When you go traveling, when you come back to Australia, when you come back to your home country, no one gives a shit at all. So when someone actually takes an interest in your travel stories, it's amazing. And I was genuinely interested in her travel stories. So the moment that I was like, really, America? Like, how was it? Blah, blah, blah. She couldn't wait to tell me all those stories. So we started chatting, blah, blah, blah. The thing is, I'm thinking to myself, and I don't want to say it to her, 
she's put on a couple kilos, man. She's put on a couple kilos. At least a couple, because she, she used to be kind of cute. I mean, she still is a little bit, but I'm thinking to myself, she's she's gotten a bit bigger, you know? And uh, and it turns out, this is what she tells me. I don't remember exact numbers, but I think it was like 10 kilos or 15 kilos in six months. And I don't remember the whole conversation, so I don't want to like, I don't like retread over the, the conversation because I don't really remember exactly what she said, but my memory seems to be that from her perspective, she wasn't even... Like, she was just, she wasn't trying to put on weight, put it that way. But just in America, the portions are bigger, the food for some reason makes you fatter. In six months, she'd, she'd gone from kind of cute to a little bit less so. Yeah. Now, that's just a one, that's one example, doesn't prove anything, blah, blah, blah. It's a small sample size, yeah, yeah. But the point is, even back when I was a normie, I realized there's something weird going on in America because people can go over there and in six months get fat doesn't take long over there and uh, as I've gotten older I've seen more and more evidence this is the case so yes it is true that uh, people you know the, the food is uh, there's something weird going on with your foods man no offense Americans like people are like oh it's it's all the high fructose corn yeah it could be that I don't know what it is it could be that it could be something else I don't know but yeah, there is something weird going on with the food but apart from that man America freaking amazing country isn't it so much so many different uh, little subcultures the different environments that they have and uh on the west they've got the the mountains and then uh in the east they've got i mean florida is like a little subtropical little place all of its own and then in the northeast old new england it's like a very like a beautiful like a garden of eden style uh nature going on there isn't it and uh, you've got all the big cities with the big monuments man i'd love to go to some sporting events i'd love to go to a a football game or a baseball game I mean, there's, heap, there's so much about America I would just love to, to take in, yeah? Just hang out with the Americans, man. Like, yes, they can be very loud and obnoxious. That's true. But that's just part of who they are. Wouldn't it be cool just to sit there with a bunch of them and listen to them just like, blah, 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 and you're just sitting there taking it in? Like, they, they yell. Americans are very loud. They yell at each other. They're very boisterous. Just imagine you're know, like going to a... Imagine going to like a New York bar and having a Long Island iced tea... And just sitting there among three or four New Yorkers, just yelling at each other their opinions and what have you. It'd be an amazing experience. I would love, dude, in three months, I wouldn't be bored for a day. Just on the East Coast. Just on the East Coast. Just in the freaking Northeast. I'd have a time of my life. So who asked that question? Who was that? Jack Clompus. So Jack Clompus says, what are you going to do in America? Dude, there's a million things to do over there. A million things. I wouldn't be bored for a single day. The people, the nature. The events, the spectacles, the monuments. Be freaking amazing, man. I do hope one day I'll go there. I really do hope one day I'll go there. And then, of course, you've got all the, the members of JohnLeBond.com or the listeners of these uh, different streams that I do. Just hang out with them. That'd be freaking awesome. So, yeah. like, maybe, Man. One day. One day, I hope. One day I get to do that. One day. All right. We need to wrap this up soon, guys, because any more than two hours is a bit over the top. Rob Files says, how did you lose your Aussie audience, JLP? That's a very good question, Rob Files. Very good question. I didn't lose the Aussie audience, but the Aussie audience just never grew. And one of the reasons why is because, well, I think this is my theory. I can't prove this, but I'm, I think this is my theory. Is because Australians generally don't like regular people who are confident in themselves. We don't. We hate it. We, Australians have a very pro- big problem with tall poppy syndrome. Like what? Who's this guy? Why does this guy think he's so good? Fuck this guy. Yeah? 
So Aussies generally, they hear me, they're like, who's this guy? Lives in Europe, thinks he's so smart. Fuck this guy. What a piece of shit. Yeah? Now, they, they wouldn't say that to you directly, but that's what's really going on. Aussies have a massive problem with tall poppy syndrome. They really do. And that's one of the reasons why I like Americans, because Americans tend to, they like the guy who's like, I'm going to try and do this. I'm going to try and do that. Americans tend to respect the hustle. And Americans respect the guy who's like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. Aussies don't respect that at all. Aussies are like, no, you are with us. We're, we're a bunch of crabs in a bucket and you are a crab and you stay with us in this bucket. And if you try and get out of the bucket, we'll use our pincers and drag you back down. Now, you might say, oh, Joe, that's too simplistic an explanation. It does sound simplistic, but I do believe this is the case. So when I first started podcasting, um, the audience, the Australian proportion would have been, like, I don't know now, but it would have been maybe 30 40%, maybe something like that. Whereas now it's about 10% of the audience is Australian. And I think one of the big reasons is because Australians, they listen to me, they're like, fuck this guy. Who, who is this guy? Who is this guy? He thinks he's so smart. He th- Fuck this guy. Yeah? That's how Australians are, man. And it's not a conscious thing. It's a subconscious thing. They've been trained from a young age. Never think that you can do better than you've got. And even if you think you're good at something, never follow it. Never believe in yourself. Never have confidence or pride. Just be... Uh, what's the word? Be humble. Yeah? Even false humility. And never back yourself. Like, it's just, it's a really crazy system, Australia. Really, it is. It's, it's incredible. Now, if you said this to an Australian, they'd be like, oh, no, that's not the case. And they'd be like, okay, give me an example then. Give me examples. They can't. They can't. They can't. In fact, Australian, um, what's it called? Uh, reality TV, like So You Think You Can Dance or X Factor or this kind of crap. Most of the time, the judges on the Australian versions of these shows are foreigners. They'll bring in Americans or British people to be the judges on Australia's talent shows. Why? Because why should an Australian be the judge? Who's this guy? Who? No. So they get in Marsha Hines or they get in Mark Holden or they get in whoever these people are. Oh, that's okay. It's, it's a foreigner who's, who's um, judging these award shows. Not Mark Holden. He, he might have actually been Australian. He might have been a different guy. I confuse these names. But the point is, they're getting these foreigners. Well, that's okay. <clears throat> Aussies have no problem with foreigners judging Australian talent shows. But if an Australian judged the show, well, who are you to judge? Guys, I'm not joking. It's really a big problem in Australia. It, it's just part of the Australian culture. It's what we call tall poppy syndrome. Crabs in a bucket. So, I, so to answer your question... Who, who asked that question? Who was that? Rob Files. So to answer your question, Rob Files... Where is the Australian audience at JohnTheBond.com? There are still some Aussies who listen, make no mistake, and I've met quite a few of them in real life, lovely people. But they're only a small percentage of the overall audience. Generally, Australians don't want to hear people like me because it's like, hold on, he's Australian, but he's speaking with confidence? Fuck that guy. I'm, I'm serious. That sounds crazy, man, but I'm telling you, that's how it works. It's, even as I sit here right now on the sixth floor of this beautiful building here in Plovdiv, Bulgaria, looking out over the river, over my balcony, on a lovely uh, late March evening and I listen to myself and I'm like holy shit that actually is that actually is how Australians are see when you grow up there you don't really notice it it's not until you get a bit older and you maybe go and see the world as I've done and you can sort of look back and think holy crap 
we've got an, uh, we've got a real problem with this tall poppy syndrome thing. You better believe it. That's one explanation. Another explanation is that Aussies don't care about our accent. Because to us, it's not an accent. It's how we speak. Americans tend to like our accent. Some English people like our accent. So maybe my the way that I speak appeals to Americans more than it does to Australians. Not because of the content of what I'm saying, just the way that I sound. I think that's part of it as well. And then maybe I just... Maybe I just am uh, offensive to Australians. Like I, I'm not trying to be. I think Australia. I think Australia's a very cool country. Australia's an awesome country, actually, in many ways. And Australians, in some ways, are very cool people. In some ways, but Australia does have a lot of problems, and uh, you know, sometimes I talk about it. So uh, look, I don't know. Th- those are some of my answers, uh, Rob Files. I, I don't know exactly why, but that's that's my explanation. Alright, Gigi Abelin says it's not healthy being 5'6 and 100 pounds. You don't need meds, you need food. 5'6 and 100 pounds, 5'6 and 40, what's that, 42 kilos, 45 kilos? That sounds healthy to me. I think if you're 5'6, you shouldn't be too much more than 100 pounds. Don't want to get into a big debate about it, but we might be talking about different things there, Gigi Abelin. What else have we got here? So many people in the live stream chat. Kelvin Ali. Kevin Ali says, If you visited me in America, I think you would be pleased with the food. It's all halal for my family. All praise the Almighty. Okay, fair enough. Zintrax says, I'm in New England. It's nice, but winter is getting old. Oh, yeah, well, dude, the winter here in Plovdiv, it is depressing. And if I'm still here next winter, if I'm still here in, say, November... So say, what's that, uh, seven... If I'm still here in seven or eight months and I haven't gotten out, then you know I really messed up because the only way I'm still going to be here next winter is if I don't have the money to get out. That's the only way I'll be here. If I've got the money to get out of here, I'm getting out of here. I'm not doing another winter here, man. It's really depressing. Yeah? And I think New England, I think all the northeast of the U.S., their winters are just as bad, if not worse. Yes, yeah, depressing. Yes, I totally agree with you. I'm not doing it again. I'm not doing it again. No. Not if I can avoid it. Melancholy says, I love the Aussie accents. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. All right, what else we got in here? Lots of people in the live stream chat. Jack Clompus, Robert Files, Unico. Melancholy, Gigi Abilene, Rocket Calzone. Bo Lang is in the live stream chat. Cubstar. Cubstar's in the UK. Which part of the UK, Cubstar? I was in England about, I want to say, four months ago. I went to Birmingham. Met up with a member of JohnTheBond.com, someone I've known for about four or five years on the internet. Finally met in real life. And uh, spent some time together. Very fun guy. Very smart. Very intelligent individual from Birmingham. Can you believe that? And I don't really know much about England. So people talk about, what's the word, Brum, the Brummies, Birmingham. He was just a, a lovely dude. And all the people I met in his little, he lives in like a little town near Birmingham. So I went out for a couple of beers at the local pubs. And all the locals, man, just fun people. There was one night where I just ended up just playing darts with a bunch of these Brummies. Is that what they call them, Brummies? Just playing darts, having beers. Once that pub closed, we walked to the next one, had a few more beers there. Just fun people, man. 
I love Bulgaria, but the people that I met in England, 10 times more fun than Bulgaria. 10 times, if not more. I love Bulgaria. I love it. Don't get me wrong, but Jesus Christ, man. I'm not doing another winter here, folks. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I won't do it. I'll freaking... I'll become a... Whatever it takes to get out of here. I'm not doing another winter here, folks. I'll become an illegal immigrant and get on a boat. I'll be a boat person. I'll find a boat and get on a boat and go to some place. But I'm not staying here, folks. Not for another winter. No, 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 no. Not going to do it. You couldn't pay me to do it. Unico says, John, do you plan to have kids at Unico? That is a splendid question. And I've got a lot to say on that topic. But unfortunately, we've come to the end of this episode. So there's two more things I want to talk about. Before we get to that, let me say that if you go to bonversations.com, have I got some good news for you. All of the Bonversations, all of them, are now available for free, no membership necessary, at bonversations.com. So bonversations.com link in the info box below it used to be that I would send these out via the mailing list so you could only get them via mailing list they're now all there every single episode including my chat with Tim Osman Mark Dukaski who else is there let's go and take a look at the all episodes tab they're all waiting for you right now folks and how cool take a look at this website I'm very proud of this how good does this look Mm-mm-mm. you've got we've got Hando from Estonia, who I went and saw in real life in Estonia last year. Lots of fun. Last summer, the fakeologist, Tom Barnett, the guy who said, you cannot catch a virus. The guy who went viral. I interviewed him for conversations. Tim Osman, Media Bear, the couple who do those quirky music parody videos. Who else is in there? Dave J, my crazy truth uncle, Dave J. Human Vibration, the lady who helped to propagate this idea that John Bonet Ramsey did not die or get hurt. Who else is in there? Ray West, the guy who exposed the nuke hoax. There's all kinds of guests in there. 25 episodes, if you don't mind. Bonversations.com. Go and check it out. And what else do I want to talk about here? We've got Crazy Harley Guy. TikTok, already spoken about that. My boy, Show Chu. Shao Chu. We do not sell data to data brokers. Singapore. Singapore. I've been to Singapore. Singaporean people, lovely people. Yeah, yeah, boy. Got a few notifications on my Twitter. Oh, Crazy Dave J is tweeting me, is he? My truth, Uncle Crazy Dave J. Yeah, yeah, boy. Guys, I would stay here longer, but two hours... Because remember, I take these these live streams, I rip them to MP3, then I delete the dead air, then I render them and upload them as MP3s. Yeah? And... Even two hours is excessive when it comes to the uh, editing software. So I think two hours is enough. So I'm sorry we have to wrap it up now, but time has gotten away from us. BBC, what's the right age to get a smartphone? And it shows an image of all these girls. I think they're at a concert. They all look like they're about, I don't know, 16, 18, 20. <laughs> Guys, I'm 35 years old. Once you get to my age, 16, 18, 20, I can't even tell what, what age these girls are, but they're all young anyway. So they're all at a concert, I think. But they're all on their smartphones. And the BBC uses this as their front image. And they're all done up. They're all looking very pretty on their smartphones. And it says, Smartphones have become near universal among children. With up to 91% of 11-year-olds owning one. 
Nine out of ten 11-year-olds in England own a smartphone. Guys, these poor kids have no chance. No chance, in my opinion. Not their fault. We talked about Palm Pilots. Thank you very much, Zintrax. We spoke about Round the Twist. I'm going to go Round the Twist, get stuck in Kuala Lumpur. With no friends, no family. No women, no nothing. You'll go Round the Twist. I've never been the same since, Frank. Never been the same. Have you ever... Anyone comes to me and they say, hey, JLB, listen, some of your research is really solid, but you as a person, I think you're a little bit crazy. Like, no offense, but I just can't support you because I think you kind of are a little bit insane. I'm like, that's fair enough. That's fair enough, brother, because if you had lived the life that I've lived, maybe you'd be a bit round the twist as well. Yeah, yeah, boy. What's the longest that you've been stuck in a foreign city with no friends, no family, no nothing? Yeah. Freaking military on the police people stuck in there what's the longest you've done that oh never oh okay interesting yeah. about the bird and the spider yeah yeah boy around the twist been a very crazy show Kylie Minogue on Neighbours back in 1986 the year before I was born yeah yeah boy bombersations.com go and check it out so this is the Conspiracy No Pulse subreddit folks I recommend you go and check it out reddit.com forward slash r forward slash conspiracy n-o-p-o-l as in no politics go and check it out it's a lot of fun and there's all kinds of topics there and if you like conversation if you like to hear other people's opinions share your opinions if you like to converse with people this is the place to do it reddit conspiracy no poll go and check it out big thanks to all the people who post at conspiracy no poll they leave their thoughts or their questions they interact there's 60 thousand subscribers there now amazing numbers and the sub will only continue to grow and get better and it's a place that i can go to where i can just leave my thoughts or my questions and get responses and interact with people which for me is very beneficial and for some of you i'm sure as well beneficial as well so if you're into that kind of thing conspiracy no poll subreddit go and check it out this is episode number 10 of the conspiracy no poll review now will we come back for a second season or a third i think so i hope so but you don't know Make sure you're on the JLB mailing list. Link in the info box below. It takes 10 seconds to join. It's free. I don't spam it. Nobody spams it. But if I ever do launch another season, I'll use that mailing list to let you know where the new season might be home because it might not be here on YouTube, folks. If they can kibosh me on Discord, they can kibosh me anywhere. You never know. So if you want to know where JLB does his next live show or his next whatever, the free JLB mailing list is a place to go and check it out. It takes 10 seconds to join and it's free. And I promise, no spamming. That's a guarantee. So that's, I think, about the rest of it. Let me just read a couple more comments from the live stream chat. Man, the time just flies. It's been two hours already. Two hours and five minutes. Holy shit. Oh, part, oh guys, part of my language, by the way. I'm usually pretty good at... Um, in real life, I swear all the time. But when I'm recording or streaming, I, I tend to try to watch myself. So I'm sorry if I've been a bit bit silly tonight. Rob Files says, thank you, JLB, you're a legend. Thank you, Rob Files. I appreciate that. Jack Klompus says, caught this one late. Have a good one, JLB. Thank you, Jack Klompus. Bo Lang says, thank you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Bo Lang. Jbird JB says, another good show, JLB. Thanks for an interesting distraction. Well, I would like to think that this is more than a distraction, but if all it is is some entertainment, better this than two hours of mainstream programming, I would think. 
And then John Watson says, cheers, JLB. Cheers to you as well, John Watson. So, guys, that's it for the season. There was going to be 12 episodes. But then a few days ago, the Conspiracy Nepal Discord got kiboshed. And I thought, you know what? This is a good time to wrap up the season. Ten's a round number, so we'll leave it there. All the previous episodes are available as both live stream videos and as MP3s. So if you missed any episodes, I recommend you go and check them out. Big thanks once again to all the people who left their comments on those episodes, and especially the ones who contacted me privately uh, via email and DM. Even just the simplest email, hey, JLB, I like this series, whatever. You'd be amazed how much that means to me. So thanks to all of you who did that. To those of you who never did do that, but you've been here listening, whatever, I appreciate you as well. There's not many of us who have any idea what's going on, man. Most people, they're just leading their regular lives and they trust the TV, they trust the government, they're happy. I'm happy for them. I've got no problem with them. I'm not trying to evangelize or proselytize or convert anybody to skepticism. So I'm quite happy for the normies to be as they are. The point is they outnumber us thousands to one so if I can do a live stream show like this every Tuesday or whatever the case is and people tune in we have fun the time flies then I'm very grateful for that so thanks to all of you who make this possible here at the Conspiracy No Poll Review especially thanks to all the members of JohnLeBond.com and once again go and check that Bombversations.com if you like my style if you want to hear me talking with people asking them questions getting their thoughts Bombversations.com is the place to go and do it and as I just said all of the episodes are now available every single one available right now go to bombversations.com I'm sure there's something I'm missing I'm sure there's someone else meant to thank or what have you but uh, we're up to two hours and time's gotten away so let's wrap it up there final thanks to everybody I'm super grateful I get to sit here and just I've got a lot of crazy opinions guys and, and you know when I'm sharing my thoughts it, it probably does come across as crazy sometimes but I can do that and you guys uh, let me speak and, and hear my thoughts and share your thoughts and that's a very special thing that I'm very grateful for. A lot of people don't have anyone to just share their thoughts with. I can come here and share my thoughts with 30 people live or 50 people or one episode I think had 70 people live and then hundreds then watch or listen on delay or whatever. So to get to share these ideas or these eccentricities with hundreds of people, man, I'm super grateful. So um, yeah, I want to leave on that note. I'm sure I'll be back for a future season. Like I said, the mailing list, John LeBond, the link in the show notes below. If and when the new season begins, I'll let you know via the mailing list, but that'll do us for now. So, yeah, I just want to, once again, just repeat this sentiment that I'm very grateful for all of the audience who do come listen and share their thoughts and send their messages. And I know that I've got a very privileged position to do this where I can say whatever the hell I want about anything. And even though many of you won't agree with what I'm saying about some things, you'll at least hear me out. And uh, I feel... I feel, uh, you know, I can't think of a better word than privilege. Like, it's a pretty cool position to be in. And I'm very grateful. So thank you, Cosmos. Praise Keck Chatelet. Let's wrap it up there. And let's go out with a, one of my favorite tracks. It's called Some Guy Ate a Bat in China. And there's a guy dancing. Apparently this guy, this is just a rumor. I don't know if it's true. He was in Kuala Lumpur when he recorded this track. And he'd gone a little bit stir-crazy. He got some cabin fever. And he started dancing to some guy out of bed in China. So we'll wrap it up there. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day. Have a great week. See you all again very soon. John LeBond coming to you from beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria on the 28th slash 9th of March, 2023. Conspiracy No Pop Review number 10. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day. Great weekend. Great whatever. See you all again very soon. Enjoy yourselves. And this is it for Conspiracy No Pop Review number 10. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. 
I saw this plane come out of nowhere and ream into the side of the Twin Towers, exploding through the other side. And then I saw both towers collapse, one first and the second. Most of you are structural fake because the fire was just too intense. It wasn't a tent, it was this magnificent thing. Some guy ate a bat in China. How dare you? got no human rights. It wasn't a tent. It was Someone just ate a bat in China in a cave. Now you're human slave. Some guy ate a bat in China. Now the pharmaceutical companies get paid. It wasn't a tent. It was this magnificent Some bat thing. in China. Lock off the whole world. Change things. Rearrange it. So we're told, like the world's under a spell, like this is the beginning of hell. Yo, yeah, How in this sci-fi movie, the scene, world order, presidential decrees cascading around President Trump's pen. Any horror movie that I've been, and the rest of the world now figuring out. Sorry, oh, yeah. oh boy, this oh boy. I don't think you have the facilities for that, big man. <laughs> Get strange. Some guy ate a bat in China, so now I can't get any toilet paper. Yeah. Crushing. Better stay home and watch the TV. How dare you? How dare you? Better stay home. Don't visit the family. Who's cutting my clap? Where's Larry Crown? Why ate a bat in China? So now my girlfriend don't want to give me vagina. Maybe you got the flu. Who's a whole world gone strange? Yeah, some guy ate a bat in China. Yeah. Who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is that? Yo, damn well who I am. Who the fuck is that? Go out the back. Of a trolling Sydney stream is you believe that you understand changing social distancing rules. You're not an angry one. With regard to oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. another one in these wars. Side again. With Freestyling with the microphone, beer on my left hand. I mean, lockdown. What are the sounds? A little bit sad. She. Someone ate a bat in China. Can't go and get any toilet paper. TV telling me that. Yeah. Oh boy, you ain't done one this one. Police are receiving some backlash for their aggressive approach. 